0: In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover. Cover long overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to proof, murder at the warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Saretz Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites, revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality, coming to you. From the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Once during a meditation, uh, Donna Vole was suddenly inspired to draw faces and messages. Having never had art training, she was amazed at the art that poured through her. It was months before she shared her newly found gift with anyone. Then one day, Impressed by spirit, she gave a certain picture to another woman who was overjoyed. She cried, remarking that the drawing of that person was a portrait of a young man she had loved and who had passed away. A message accompanied the portrait that revealed he was fine and close to God. After that day, Donna knew that her spiritual gift would be shared, should be shared, in order to help guide and comfort others. Thousands of people have witnessed these spirit portraits through church services and private work proving human consciousness survives death. Beautiful angels, faces of loved ones, symbols, and scenes are also drawn. The Reverend Donna Voll, or Voll rather, has been uh, connected to the spirit world. Some of her earliest clairvoyant visions, sometimes frightening and often unexplained, came to her during childhood. These visions were difficult to comprehend on a small ch- for a small child, but her mother helped her use prayer to keep her visions directed to God and higher planes. As she matured, she experienced premonitions and prophecies that confirmed her spiritual gifts. By the time she became a mother of three young children, her visions became more prevalent. She began a course of study into spiritual development, which allowed the clairvoyant visions to become focused and the messages to become clear and true. Reverend Donaval, welcome. How are you?
1: Well, thank you for having me on, Richard. I really appreciate the time. And hi to everybody in the chat room. I noticed earlier there is a lot of talking over there.
0: Oh yes, we have a very dedicated following uh, every week in the uh, in the right? live chat, and we'll get to some of their questions a little bit later this hour. Uh, let's start with just kind of a, a brief overview of how let's call it spirit art works. You. Uh, let's say I came to see you and you you saw someone around me or uh, someone who had passed on. Uh, you would, without asking for a physical description, or you would just start sketching that person and it would, it might end up looking like one of my deceased relatives or a friend or someone like that. Is that basically how it works, Donna?
1: No, that's not quite how it works at all. It has okay. really nothing to do with me thinking or clairvoyantly seeing even the spirit that is near you and then clairvoyantly seeing it drawing what i am seeing sort of like you would see a portrait artist looking at somebody and sketching right. and drawing what they see i'm completely out of that whole process what it really is is we sit together we pray together we set the energy to be correct by praying to god holy spirit i talk to jesus we bring in that really good Holy Spirit energy. Your spirit, my spirit, we're alive in the spiritual world. Our spirit, our higher self, our soul is alive and well. It's where we have our essence. And when we sit together and we move into that frequency, that pattern together, we're able to communicate from that higher place together. And so what really happens, Richard, is we're just asking that God, your Holy Spirit self, brings to us that which you need. And what has happened over the years is it brings to us not only messages that have clarity that I'm receiving clairvoyantly to give you, but that while we're talking, drawing is occurring. And while that drawing is happening, it's not that I've seen it, thought it, or know how it's going to go. I'm as surprised as you as how it turns out. But I know it's a spiritually correct, accurate guidance. It's a continuation of the information that's been given to you in a visual way. And in that is the angels that work closely with that part of our higher self, and then often the uh, guidances of loved ones, people who've passed over, people who are deceased, and people who are alive, people who are coming in in our lives. So it's pretty awesome because it gives you a lot of information on all levels of what's spiritually important to you. The people who have passed over, which is really interesting when that began to happen to me, surprised me as well, because I had no way of knowing how to draw that, nor would I draw it, nor can I say I will draw it. I can only say it's going to be the right spiritual piece of art that will come forward for you. And then people had come back and shown me many times over that they had photographs that matched the sketch of the person who was in there. Many sketches on many portraits. Sometimes there's a portrait with five or six faces that they can identify with photograph, not only just knowing it. So it's really a way that God is bringing that to you, not so much that I am sketching anything for you.
0: Okay, so you're being used, I guess, as the conduit. Uh, Yes. Right. Exactly, that's exactly
1: right. I mean, all art is inspirational. We get a creative thought we get a creative download we're inspired to draw it to make it to create it we are creators from god god's a creator and so that's normal for us that's how we create and do and we manifest and we draw but the difference with true spirit art is that it isn't something that i'm drawing or someone is drawing we're being drawn used as a vessel for our spirit the holy spirit i believe to draw through us to reach to the person to whom the portrait will go
0: and you, uh, I mean, you didn't have uh, artistic abilities as a child. Mm-hmm. It just and the, the first drawing that came to you, mm-hmm. um, I mean, was it? I mean, when I draw uh, someone, it's going to be like a stick figure because I really have no.
1: Oh, I get that uh, totally. I understand the stick figure thing. When I was a young person, I was interested in art. I think all children really have a natural desire to do art but what happened for me was i was learning art just like everybody else fifth sixth seventh grade you know draw 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 and we were going to do portraits and i remember my art teacher said to me you know you're just not good at this and you really don't make your faces look human and it just shut me down completely i just decided (laughs) that i'm just not good at this i'm not doing it and so i put it away and really never did anything more with art So it was interesting to me that in meditation, when I was really working with God, working with journaling, so I could kind of take my meditation time and write what I'm knowing and hearing so I could keep track of that insight. Because so often in meditation, when you come out of meditation, it's kind of lost to you somewhat. And in that moment, just being led to draw some faces that were really very good little faces for someone who did stick people like you would say both of us would do it surprised me but i continued praying saying if this is bad take it away i wasn't opening up to something i didn't want to bring forward that would be for good from god and it became more and more it my journal became full of these faces and i felt prompted to give this one to a person that i had known. Um, had met and it was completely. She brought in a photograph, and we were just shocked. I was shocked <laughs> that that this was the person's face for sure.
0: Right. And um, when does this? When do you? When do you draw? Uh, are are you? Would you be in a deep sleep, and all of a sudden, wake up in the middle of the night and feel compelled to draw, or how does it happen?
1: That's a really good question because there is a, a sense of being compelled when the art is happening. For me, for the most part, I have a very balanced life. I think we have to learn that we are by nature spiritual beings. We're beautiful spirit. We are children of God. We are creative beings. So for us, it's normal to be connected to God. When we meditate, we create the priority to sit and pray, to meditate, to To learn how to understand what our spiritual gifts are, we must learn what our higher self, our spirit, our true nature is about. And going through prayer does that. So you get that compelling energy when you're working with spirit to let your spiritual gifts grow. For me, it's not so much that I have no control over this, because that would be not how do you have a normal life, how do you raise children, how do you have grandchildren, how do you have any kind of life, if it's this kind of compelling. But when I'm sitting to do the work, when I'm sitting to to sit and pray and meditate, when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, or the way it developed in me was when I would work at a church. I had no idea how to do portraits through a large group. I had never seen it done. I didn't know how to do that. I knew that sketching and drawing at first was charcoal, uh, pencil with some color pastel. Mm-hmm. Then it became angelic with full color pastels, with full color pictures and scenes and symbols. It just developed more and more and more. So I thought, how will I do this? How will I be able to sit and be able to present in a church through spirit? Now, when you're talking about feeling compelled, that's being compelled because i would sit in church services they would start maybe at 7 30 and i would be there at 7:15, do my prayer work sit quietly in front of the top you know front of the by the lectern and i would just be led by spirit to see if somebody walked in i would make a notation at the bottom of that piece of paper <laughs> you know, person in the third row that was it and then Really, rapidly, an entire portrait would be completely drawn, fully colored, everything, with messages and specific faces that would go to only that person. So it was never like holding up a picture and saying, you know, does anybody recognize this? It had to go to that person. It was theirs. There's no doubt. And so at that point, within like maybe a 45-minute span to where it would be my turn to get up as a spiritualist and give messages, there would be maybe 12 to 14 full colored portraits. That was really compelling because the since I found all of the. It's right. it incredible. You're,
0: you're, you're drawing and sketching and coloring that quick mm-hmm. 14 in the span of
1: But this is the beauty of it, see, because it's to show us that we are spiritually wide awake and full of promise, each one of us. We never know what our spiritual gifts can be. But by doing this or having this opportunity to present this spiritual gift in a church, it reminded everybody that there's something so beautiful and profound of God with us and Spirit moving through us and our Holy Spirit connecting together and that we were all connecting one together in that church. So it whether you received a portrait or not, you definitely witnessed all of this happening, which helped people to feel better. The messages made sense to the person who received them, but also touched those that were watching it. And then, of course, what was races on there. You know, this is my grandfather, this is my grandmother, this is my great aunt, this is my child who passed. And so it was a way of comforting all people who heard it to know that we are not dying and it's done there's a continuation of our consciousness in the spiritual worlds, in those higher, beautiful places of God, that we still have that love, that that love is still shared, that there's still that connection. And so that's why it was, I think, a profound thing for all people to be able to witness that and to see it. When I was uh, learning and I was going through lots of different church services, it was really about faith, Richard, because I had no idea how to present it. I had no idea when I traveled, especially I went up into Canada, often to Montreal, and being in another place where people you don't know, it's not your church, you're not familiar with the people, and working with translators, because I would do a church service that we would uh, do service with in Montreal that would be both Mm -hmm. Italian, another one would be French, so somebody's interpreting as I'm giving the messages, because when I present the art, I would give a message, and they would they would interpret it, but it didn't need even the interpretation. It spoke volumes to the people. It went beyond words, and, and I think it helped train me to have great faith and just trust that there's a purposeful plan, that God is good, that all of us are spiritual beings with lots of gifts, if we would just learn to tap into that, and that life continues on we don't die that we are alive and well with god and i think that's one of the things that is the beauty of the gift
0: it's always difficult talking about visual things on the radio so uh what i will encourage my listeners to do is just to go to angels to guide you dot smichols uh gallery Mm -hmm. a beautiful it looks like a a pastel uh, drawing of a, an elderly gentleman with a a mustache and a bolo tie, I think that 's what you call that a bolo tie, and then you have next to it is a photograph of the gentleman uh, in this yes. case it's Uncle Glenn. Can you tell us about this uh, this portrait
1: it, that was really amazing to me. That was done for someone when I first started working. i was believe it or not I was very shy, only working somebody putting their name on a piece of paper for permission that I may pray with their spirit. I went home, I prayed, was led to draw the portrait, and then I was writing the message that God was bringing through me. I did nothing, I was just a vessel. Then I would hand it back to the person, and the people would receive them. That's really what happened with the Uncle Glenn one. I'm, I don't know if I'm on Skype or not. I've, I've got my camera up. I don't know if that's working for you right now.
0: Uh, no for whatever reason we're just we we have a photograph of you in the uh, okay. the uh, the live well, chat that's
1: okay, because uh, I have the picture of the uncle Glenn when I was going to show you, but the nice thing is with that is the woman immediately cried, and it was even more profound because not only did she recognize him, he always wore a bolo tie that was just his signature. Apparently, he gave a lot of message through that message to this lady. She's got that testimonial on my website if you want to read it in full. But he brought forward his name. He brought forward his last name. He brought forward a special word that he wanted her to tell his wife, who is her aunt, and that word only he and that aunt knew. And it was an endearing term between the two of them that no one else would have understood, which she did go ahead and give to that aunt, and it gave that aunt great peace and joy. So the art was profoundly helpful for her. It helped heal in their family. They loved, The love is continuing. They felt better about that, and they were really thrilled with it. So the portraits give you that kind of peace of mine when I've worked with people, Mm-hmm. Um, and they pull out a, a wallet after the art is drawn, and they say, "Look at this. This is my. This is my mother, and it's right there." I have never asked for validation. I have always allowed it to be. It, it, it what it is. It's a God thing. God works through me. It goes to the person that God wants it to go to, and I bless it, and I'm done. But people have been very thoughtful and sent me back art portraits that were copied with their photographs of their loved ones inserted so that it gave me the validation and confirmation, which is always lovely, but it also shows other people that too, so that's what you'll see a lot on my website, not so much that I ask for it, but that people send it back. So over the years, it's been probably with all the different churches, all the different traveling, all my private work, I've been doing this now for almost 34 years, so it's been a long journey. There's thousands and thousands
0: of pictures out there. All right, we'll um, we're going to roll into a break here. The Reverend Donna Vall. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Vall?
1: You are. Thank you.
0: All right, and uh, Reverend in the Spiritualist uh, Church, and uh, does what we'll call spirit art, where she'll she'll um, be, be the conduit uh, and sketch a beautiful portrait of someone, perhaps in charcoal or pencil or or. A pastel and then uh, she'll present that to someone and they'll say, Well that's my father, and she'll present or they'll be she'll be presented with a sort of corroboration with a with a photograph of that individual. It's absolutely remarkable. Angels to guide you.com if you want to check out the portrait gallery. Back with more of our conversation right after these. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the Dead Files, and what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love Tales of the Paranormal. But if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. I call it the miracle molecule, carbon 60 or C60 for my good friends at c60evo.com. And I take a tablespoon every morning. It delivers more than 172 times the power of vitamin C. C60 is a known antiviral, antioxidant, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. It's a remedy that works. C60 Evo users consistently enjoy better sleep and wake up feeling refreshed. This alone is worth the cost of the bottle. I sleep like a baby. I have no aches or pains. Zero. I'm 58 and I don't have a gray hair on my head. Get your miracle in a bottle. C60 from C60Evo.com slash Richard hyphen C60Evo.com slash Richard hyphen Use the coupon code EVRS at checkout and save an additional 10%. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you have a medical concern, please contact your healthcare provider. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, and we are back with the Reverend Donna Vall. And uh, we're describing or discussing her um, her portraits of people that have passed on, and uh, she'll be she'll feel compelled to present this portrait uh to someone and uh they will say yes that's my uncle glenn and then they'll provide her with a photograph and she's uh, posted these uh, portraits and then the photograph at her website, angels to guide you dot com, angels to guide you dot com. Donna, this might be incredibly self-indulgent of me and I might be out of line for asking, but I've got to ask. I'm so uh, fascinated by this. Uh, I mean, if you feel moved by by spirit um, and if you see anyone around me, would you be able to do a a a sketch for me and send it to me?
1: What we could do, I would be more than glad. If you want to set up time, I'll be glad to do that for you. Sure. Okay. And the thing is this, I want to be clear. It's not so much I see someone around somebody and I move to do that. That's really kind of not the way it works. It's that we sit and we pray together or I sit and I pray and open up. What does the Holy Spirit, what does your spirit, what does your higher self need to have presented on that art in message to you? And so right. that's where it's not that I can say, if you said if somebody said to me, would you please draw my grandpa, I could say to them, I wish I could promise that, but I cannot promise that. I can only promise you that we will draw what God, the Holy Spirit, what is the best and the highest for you. God I can be sure of. And through that it can maybe be that grandfather, maybe it be uncles, maybe it be aunts, maybe it be neighbors, but it will be what God wants it to be. And what we found over the years is in in addition to having people who are deceased, it's also been shown to be faces of people who are important to you now in your life. This would never mean they're going to die, but that they're very spiritually connected. You're learning from them. They're learning from you. There's something important about that communication, that connection. And the other thing is that it can be people being drawn, faces of people you're going to meet, people who will become your new best friend your new coworker your new spouse it's been interesting to watch that journey unfold because really there's no time and spirit and so imagine your higher self or your your holy spirit self your soul connecting with us through this art and bringing to you a download of information of those that are past, what we would say we've had, relationship with them, those coming, in, and those that are in our life. And it's important to see that because it gives us an understanding that there really is a connection and a continuation of spiritual people, past, present, future, we would call them, that are with us. So for you, if you'd like me to sit with you sometime, I'd be glad to do a session and just see what happens. Would I love to be able to be guaranteeing you everyone you want on there would be there? I wish I could, but I cannot do that. It's a God I understand. thing. Yeah. It's a God thing.
0: Sure. Tell me about the mirror image. This was a woman's mother that you drew.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. A lot of times the photographs look like a mirror image, as if somebody he held it up a the picture up to the mirror, and it would be like as if the, these two different planes, these two different spirit planes, you know, are, are reflecting each other, which is very interesting. Many of them you'll see will have multiple faces on there was i think one in the website where somebody was showed she put little pictures of all her family all over in there i know different ministers and uh, different people from different churches who have told me that after the art is drawn additional faces have emerged from the art there was one lady who told me every time somebody passed in their house the face appeared within the next two three weeks on their portrait now I can't say that happened because I didn't see that happen But I can say that there would be no reason not to think it could happen Because if we're talking about energy and frequency, which we are That is moving not because I'm special, but because I'm just a vessel And that energy is now on that pastel chalk, you know, precipitating on there, creating on there It can be moved and shifted in, in a variety of ways, that I would be sure of so it's interesting to see how that can be a past, present, future, things that are also going on, added faces that are put on the portrait. I always tell people when they receive them, whether they want to put them in a drawer and look at them every now and then or hang them up, it's, it's really up to them. It's a personal thing. But that it's good to look back because there's a lot of information on those portraits. There's scenes, there's the faces, there's the main angels that work with our higher self, our soul, with God. There are images, there are oftentimes symbol or language, that's on there. So it's important to look because a lot of times people are very fixated on one issue in their life that they're looking for on that portrait, which maybe is satisfied. They wanted their mother, there's their mother, but they're forgetting that there's so much more happening on that portrait that then proves itself to be more accurate. The messages, the information, the guidance that goes along with it, the prophetic thought that goes along with it from God is also very in-depth and important. Uh,
0: there's a underneath the the mirror image on the website and again it's angels to guide you.com and then you just click on the portrait gallery mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. the third one down this is a drawing you did very quickly uh it's it's a it's an older woman in glasses mm-hmm. and uh, she has a bit of a kind of a, a crooked smile let's say very pleasant looking um it's it's amazing that you did this very quickly but because the picture itself almost looks like a a negative image of a photograph or something like that. But then mm-hmm. the woman presented you um, immediately after this drawing. She pulled out a, a, f- a photograph from her wallet, and there's the, the woman, same hairstyle, same glasses um, mm-hmm. in, in, in the photograph. Amazing.
1: It is, you know, and, and it's when I work with somebody, now I'm older, okay? So I don't travel as much. I work by phone. I can work all over the world. I can be in any time zone. It works well. I don't need the physical body of a person. The physical body doesn't have any bearing on what's happening. Mm -hmm. I just need the permission from the soul, from that person. We sit and we work together. Normally we talk. I have the luxury of saying, you know, we go to God's done. It's at least an hour. If it goes longer, it goes longer. I go to God is done. And give all the information that I'm being shown clairvoyantly, given clairaudiently, to the person that is receiving it on the other end of the phone or a client sitting across from me and at that point drawing while we're talking so I kind of always thought it was sort of God's way of keeping me busy while I'm listening like in church you give your kids crayons you know so they sit quiet (laughs) maybe this whole thing is to keep me busy so that the messages can flow better but it's about giving I, I usually will speak uh, with somebody nonstop for at least 40 minutes and then say, is, do you have more questions? Because God is just pulling it all through the Holy Spirit, your spirit, your higher self, however you want to term it, and the drawing is happening. At the end, I always make sure I get the address and name on the back of the portrait, because when I go to ship, I ship maybe every so many weeks, I don't remember having drawn them, I don't remember who they belong to, and I don't remember where they would go, because it's not really me drawing it. So it is just through me and out me and given to you. That's really the way the system works.
0: Right. And then people receive it and they I, they can identify that person and they send you a photograph often.
1: If uh, do they send they you a choose.
0: photograph back in the mail?
1: What they usually do is they send me a copy of their – like they'll photocopy or take nowadays with with cameras. It's easy, I guess. Take a picture yeah. of the photograph inserted by their portrait so that it makes sense. That's what you'll see on my site. Those are things people put together to show me how it was uh, validating and confirming that that person looks just like the photograph of who they had. And a lot of them look almost exactly like the photograph. It's kind of fun. There's one on there that was done in St. Louis. And it was done during, I think it was a church service, but the woman showed me later the photograph, and it's really fun because the dad had a fun smirk, the way they always commented on his smirky grin, and he was sitting on a couch and he had a pillow angled behind him, and the way the spirit art came out literally has the angle of the pillow behind him. It's like, how is that possible? But it's possible because it was a God thing. So... They'll respond back with portraits and and the validation of the photographs. If you look online, there's a lot of testimonials and ministers who've seen this over and over in churches. So the point isn't that I'm special, because we are all truly gifted with spiritual gifts. The point is that we don't lose the love that we have. We do continue our human consciousness after permanent death, because not only do you see those those images, but a lot of messages come through with pertinent information or, or special information that only that person would know to present to the person that is, I'm giving this to or I'm sharing this with. And it also gives us a pause to remember how really it's important that we let our own selves connect to our higher self to our spirit to see that spiritual gifts that we all have to love that to be developed we laugh about the fact that somebody a long time ago told me i couldn't draw and she was pretty prophetic because a lot of what I do draw with the angelics are not human, So when she said you couldn't draw a human, I guess okay. Here's mm-hmm.
0: a. You mentioned this one that you sketched in St. Louis, and it shows um, this uh, older gentleman with glasses, with this kind of fun smirk on his face, reclining mm-hmm. in a uh, in a chair with a uh, with a pillow behind him. Uh, and and then in the uh, the sketch, you've got mm-hmm. um, two or three children in the foreground. Um, are those? I'm presuming those might be his grandchildren.
1: This is the thing that sometimes. it's interfamily family connections like that, like you'll see a grandfather, uh, you'll see generation, okay? And sometimes what's interesting is you'll see them generationally, some will be passed over and some are still here. I had a situation with someone who uh, their father was passed, the brother was passed, her son is alive, and all three were on the portrait. So it can show generations for sure and sometimes what will happen is somebody will receive it and they'll show their family and their family will be the ones that identify a lot of the face. So it's kind of, I think, a wonderful way to bring family together because family will see it together and be excited like, well, didn't you know that was my, that's your Aunt Rose? Well, I didn't know that's my Aunt Rose. Well, yeah, and then they'll go get a picture. So a lot of times it's very obvious to somebody when they receive it. Sometimes they know some of it, but not all of it and all the pieces weave together. Uh, There was one person you'll see in the testimonial who had the experience of having this portrait put up. She loved the portrait. She had already had some other portraits where there were family members who were deceased that had been on those portraits. This portrait had some different faces that she didn't know, but she was very compelled to keep this picture up on her wall. And in uh, the next few years, she ended up having a relationship with a man who they realized was drawn on that portrait. And in addition to that, all of his family members who were deceased were drawn on that portrait. So we know that spirit connection was really vital, even though it was something yet to come, they were still passed over just that she didn't know that at the time. So it's an interesting way that that moved around. I, I would think, too, I, I wanted to say that it was kind of good I was never really trained in art because I think it. I don't fight anything because I don't know how to argue with spirit and say, well, this is how you have to draw this nose or this is the way you shadow this face. Not having a clue, they had a much, I think, cleaner, easier time moving through me into what the art needed to be.
0: Right, no filter. No filter.
1: Um... Stick people all the way.
0: <laughs> so Going back to this uh, portrait in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the gentleman that passed and the the, the children in the foreground, those are in the bottom left-hand corner. But the the predominant feature in this this portrait is of a, I don't know if this is an angel, uh, it looks like a a female with uh, sort of long red hair. Is that an angel?
1: It is. And what happened for me in the development, because we develop everything we do in this life, you know, you get more able to achieve something because I was using just charcoal pencil at the time that moved into more faces and more scenes and more information and then I had an angelic experience literally a physical one which was very pronounced where this being came into a place where I was Mm -hmm. working and was just so the energy was so strong and I had had an experience just before that moment of visitation a few weeks earlier meeting with some people with Some UFO stuff You know how When you're first Opening up into things You encounter many things And your discernment Has to kick in And so I had made This decision I didn't want that type Of abduction energy I didn't want to deal with that I didn't want to open That door right So this beautiful being Comes in this man And he's moving things On the counter So I know he's physical Because he's moving it But I know if I look at him The energy's so strong That I'm not going to Really see this man Something's going to Transform in front of me And he just said to me Who is drawing these portraits And I said that You know God is drawing Them through me And I explained A little bit about it And he said you ever draw Anything that Isn't human And I said Oh absolutely I, I, I'm not going Down a road of, of aliens And you know I was really Limiting at that time And he just said Then you can't Draw my brothers And sisters Because angelics Are not of this world And he turned And he walked Out this door I went right I felt compelled To run after him When I went Right through the door Right after him He was And it was within I think a moment of meditation where I realized that I had been shutting out possibilities that not all things that were non-human were evil. There are plenty of non-human evils. Let me get that clear. But that there were angelics, there were light beings helping us. There was a lot moving through. The Holy Spirit got us to work with us, to support us, to guide us. And at that point, it went full. I was told to get full color pastel, and all these beautiful angels started to be drawn on the portraits. And then were termed in portrait because. Because Spirit explained to me Most people in all religions And I do teach an extensive seminar on angels It's one unifying thing of most people Most religions, most people Maybe believe very differently about many things But accept that there's messengers and angels It's very unifying And that the angelic work closely with the higher realms To help us through these times of humanity Changes and crisis Healing and helping Guardian angels All the different groups and choirs of angels And so what has happened is The angels that are close with whomever i'm working with at the moment that angel is drawn the ex- explanation of what that angel's there and why that angel's there and in the name and the energy of that angel along with faces of family passed over faces of people import faces of people coming in scenes and symbols
0: com angels to guide you.com we will take questions and comment from the uh, youtube live chat uh, in this segment so if you have a question for donna you um write it down in the YouTube or type it in the YouTube live chat and my live stream producer, Ryan, will curate those and send those my way and I'll read them out over the air. Uh, Sticking with the discussion on uh, portraits of angels, uh, here's something interesting that uh, sometimes you'll get a a portrait of an angel and the the, the angel will take on the look of the loved one or the loved one will be reflected in their faces. Tell me more about that.
1: Yes, I've seen that happen and it's it's very interesting. I've seen it happen more than one time, and I think it, the angel, and, and you know, we people wonder sometimes when my loved one, my mother, my father, my grandfather passes, do they become my angel? But I think angels are truly a different species that are not human souls, and so that, that's not necessarily going to be a guardian angel to you. There'll be a guidance to you because love continues. But I think the angel world is able to uh, reflect to us energy, and so they can choose or merge that look because it's comforting, because it feels normal, it feels good to the person who receives it, and it's remarkable, you'll see striking resemblances two people that they loved in the reflection from those angels.
0: Right. In the, the one that I'm looking at right now, uh, it's it's the angel appears to be female. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deceased person looks to be uh, well, he is a male. It's a male, but uh, maybe a soldier. It's um, in uniform. Uh, it's particularly the the nose and the mouth of the deceased male reflected in the female angel.
1: In, in the angel's face in the way that the yes. structure of the face is, yes. And we have to remember when we're looking at Angela, really, they are not really a boy or a girl. They're not gendered. Let's talk about gender fluidity. They're really just an energy that is working with us. They can come through more feminine or more masculine. I think it depends on the energy that they're presenting. Are they working with our astral emotional body? Are they working with our heart center? Are they working with our higher mind? Are they working with our mental body and how they present themselves? To the masculine feminine of us. And so I think that's reason why they can kind of have a sense that seems very feminine at the same time bringing through some kind of a masculine uh, resemblance on somebody. But I think that it's what well, we understand the angels to be the whole thing with the f- vibration which appears for people who see them to say they have wings. It's a frequency that we're seeing moving around them and each level of the angel world that, that's another whole show but each level of the angel world, each triad, is it, it, there's three triads and there's there's the choirs of the angels. They each have a different energy, a different offering and a different reason they connect. So when I work with somebody and they are angel, this angel becomes present or, or whatever angel wants to come it might be an angel of creativity or or an angel of knowledge, an angel of wisdom. I will also talk with us about what choir of that angel is from. Is that is that a virtue? Is it a power? Is it a dominion? Is this is this a cherub? Is it a, uh, from the cherubim? Because each present to us a certain energy, and it comes through on those spirit portraits as well.
0: Have you ever <clears throat> have you ever uh, drawn a uh, an archangel, Gabriel,
1: Michael? Oh yes, those are <laughs> yes yes. Because the archangels, although we know them very well, because we've been Familiar with them really are not one of the higher triads. To be honest with you, they're they're in um, ones that work more with humanity, and so that's why we see them. In fact, Raphael spoken it was has been spoken about having come and actually walked the earth walked and shown how you could take a fish and you could gut it and you can use medicines and how he, he worked with Tobit and to show him how you could actually harvest medicinal herbs so some of these angels have come into the frequency of earth they can appear we've seen angels people have seen angels and i'll tell you whenever anybody has an angelic experience you just know it is so you you know you don't no one can convince you it's not because the profound energy of the angelic is so strong and so different than it is from human energy or human soul just a different feel and uh, it is pretty interesting yes i've had the archangels come through in different times because different people are working with different processes we're multi-level people Mm -hmm. we're very complex humans we really are so many things are happening physically emotionally mentally spiritually to somebody simultaneously and so these portraits discuss all those different frequencies and levels of what we're dealing with.
0: All right. Wei Wei and Ella asks, why are there no female angels in the Bible?
1: The Bible doesn't really bring up a lot of angels, okay? There is more angel discussion in some of the Apocrypha or the hidden books that were decided to be removed from the Bible by different things, like in the Council of Nicaea and things like that. So we have to recognize that some things were pulled out. One of the books that was pulled out, but isn't in the Catholic Bible, is the book of Enoch. And Enoch would have been alive around the time uh, in the very early part of Genesis a descendant from Seth. And Enoch was very capable and able to walk and see the spiritual world, the angelics, and writings from Catholic Church or the epith- writings that the average person allowed to know. Let's be honest, a lot of what we know is very limited because we've not been allowed to know a lot of spiritual truth, a lot of spiritual understanding. And now hopefully we're getting that through. So that would be one way to try to help understand that there's a limitation with that but that some of the angels can appear one or the other ways gabriel often will be very feminine in how that angel of messages messages is bringing a message forward and uh being there for different levels so it can be also very masculine so i hope that answers the question it's just that sometimes we're not given all the information some person i i understand you know, looking for the word and looking through the word but i think we have to that was edited out
0: male with angels they're not male or female they're they're expressing a a masculine or a feminine Mm -hmm. energy I suppose
1: that's exactly Uh, right
0: Renee Image asks uh, or says I get messages from deceased relatives of my friends and sometimes strangers does that make me a medium and is it similar to your gift Donna
1: it does make you a medium but what you want to do is you want to learn to take that and let that develop spiritually first you want to learn to pray and meditate when we pray and meditate, that's not just opening to something. You know, we can open to all sorts of things. It's, I say the spirit world is a whole lot like the mall, you know. There's a lot of people when I go in the mall, I don't really want to talk with them. They don't know anything about anything. I'd rather go directly to the person I'm supposed to meet in the mall, and their spirit will determine with God what we need to know. So gifting of discernment. So I would say, yes, you are definitely working clairvoyantly as a medium. You're hearing something. You're getting validation. Obviously, she's uh, aware of what's being said has confirmation value. But to present it in a way, first of all, we never just go and tell somebody a message unless they want that message because we have to have privacy for them. We don't barge into people's space. Prayer meditation would be the way to go so that you can learn about your higher self. What does it feel like when you sense it touching you, when you hear it in your thoughts, when your higher self comes to your astral body or how your feeling body is, when you recognize your higher self Then these messages will still come, but they'll be coming with more clarity and more accuracy, and they'll be coming in the correct manner. So take this gift, I'm excited for this person, and develop it with a spiritual and a meditative and a prayerful way so it can be used in a good way. You never know how how much that can help somebody.
0: Uh, we just have a a minute and a half here. Uh, are there many other people that that have this ability uh or I mean do you know of anyone else who does this?
1: at this point I've heard that there's somebody else in another country, I think England that might be drawing people that are deceased, maybe one or two. I don't know them personally. I would say, why not because God is good, and I'm not gonna be the only vessel that God can use to do something in you unique with or, or to bring this through so i would never presume that no i'm the only one but i would say this i think it's rare i haven't seen it a lot in spiritualism i saw a lot more people drawing guides or teachers which i can say can also be valid we can have guidances on different levels but as far as the details and the amount of decades of drawing people's past and the information that comes on the portraits I think that's more unusual, and I think there are people, but I don't think there's a lot of it. However, if a lot of your audience starts meditating and praying, we don't know how great, through discernment and their spiritual gifts, greater things can come, you know?
0: Donna, a real pleasure. We'll have to talk again. Thank you. I'm glad I met you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate the time, and bless you, and bless everyone that was listening.
0: Reverend Donna Vall, Angels to Guide A new Richard Sarrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.
1: Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com